Hello, everyone. I am so thankful and humbled that the compound sexual trauma is officially, I confirm and affirm, as a past problem in my life because I 100% resolved it and I 100% solved it. I no longer sleep with as many wives as possible as I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many girlfriends as possible as I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many single mothers as possible as I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many married mothers as possible as I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many married child-free women as possible like I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many single child-free women as possible as I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many women in families as possible as I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many women sex workers as possible for free, never paying as possible like I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many women trauma survivors as possible like I did back then. And um, I no longer sleep with as many women who are nice to me as possible like I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many sugar mamas as I did. I no longer sleep with as many sugar mamas as possible like I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many wealthy women as possible like I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many upper class women as possible like I did did back then. I no longer sleep with as many middle class women as possible like I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many low-income women as possible like I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many poor women as possible like I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many tall women as possible like I did back then. I no longer sleep with as many average height women as possible like I did back then and I no longer sleep with as many short women as possible like I did back then. And lastly, I no longer sleep with as many women who have no disability diagnosis possible like I did back then. And I no longer sleep with as many women with disability diagnosis as possible like I did back then, too. I no longer sleep with as many women for free as possible like I did back then. I never had any sex that financially cost me, like I said earlier, also because my reputation amongst women at that time for my chivalry, as I said in past episodes, I never had to pay for anything. 
every time we went out or dated or hung out or walked or went places together in their cars and walked around or in their homes or other people's homes, um, they always paid and I never did it. They wanted it that way. I tried for that not to happen, but it happened. So getting back to what I was saying, I tried to pay because I thought as a general I should pay all the time, but they didn't want it that way and there's nothing I could do about it. I no longer sleep with as many women as possible in terms of being a jiggle to as many women as possible like I did back then. And this is what I've learned about sex since then. I've learned that when it comes to sex, that it is okay to ask how many times someone wants you to do something sexually. I'm talking about enthusiastic consent, enthusiastic equality, enthusiastic respect, enthusiastic trust, and enthusiastic safety. That's what I'm referring to. Um, But let me get back to what I'm saying. So a lot of times, um, so many people are used to to sexual commands. It could be any sex act and sex position, but they don't tell you how often they should do it. How often would you like to do it? And how often would they like you to do it? Because a lot of times, it is very easy um, to treat sex as if you are a physical system using power to apply forces and control movement to perform an action. It is easy to treat sex as if you're an apparatus using or applying mechanical power and having several parts, each with a definite function and together performing a particular task. It is easy to treat sex as a machine, an apparatus, appliance, instrument, tool, utensil, device, unit, contraption, Contrivance, gadget, mechanism, engine, motor, lever, and pulley. It is easy to treat sex as an as artificial devices, such as those employing engines or motors, but also to natural biological macromolecules such as molecular machines. It is easy to treat sex as especially manufacturing, make or operate on with a machine. It's very easy to treat sex as a factory technology. But from what I've learned about sex is that's not how sex should be treated. And I've also learned that, honestly, based upon my understanding of sex, sex should never be treated as especially in science fiction, a machine resembling a human being and able to replicate certain human movements and functions automatically. Sex should never be seen as guided by an external control device or the control may be embedded within. Uh, Sex should never be seen as a machine capable of carrying out a complex series of actions automatically, especially one programmable by a computer. Sex should never be seen as a person who behaves in a mechanical or unemotional manner. When it comes to sex, never do automation, 
Android Mechanoid Machine Gollum. Um, it's easy to treat sex as any automatically operated machine that replaces human effort, though it may not resemble human beings in appearance or perform functions in a human-like manner. It's easy to treat sex as, well, by, dist- by extension, robotics is the engineering discipline dealing with the design, construction, operation of robots. It is easy to treat sex as robots. It's easy to treat sex as a form of computing. And um, I really learned not to do sex that way. I've learned that I've learned that a lot of times people don't think about how much they like something to be done for them, how much they like something. So to get to the point, when it comes to sex, um, many times people treat it with vagueness. Okay, you gave me a sexual command. I don't know how often to do it. Like I said, a lot of people treat sex as, I don't know how often you want me to do it. I don't know how often I want me to do it. Do I fully want to do it? Do you fully want to do it? Do I want to do it as often as you? Do you want to do it as often as me? Is it just in one position? All positions? Some positions? Most positions? A few positions? A couple of positions? Or is it some acts? A few acts? Most acts? A couple of acts? And they don't have these type of conversations. And you see this most often in mainstream porn. Because it's like, I'll brag about body parts. It could be a woman's chest. It could be her gluteus maximus. It could be her vaginal region. But they won't do anything to her gluteus maximus, even though they brag about how much it's their favorite part of a woman. For example, they may spank it one time and that's it. Even though she told them repeatedly, he may do it once. He may hear her and ignore her or he'll do it too much. He'll smack it too much. He'll smack it too hard. Too much. Again, too hard. And he'll like smack it one way instead of you can do it with the back of your hand, the front of your hand, or you can like motion up and down as you're doing it rhythmically. Um, It doesn't have to be too quick, too too soon, too hard, too much, um, injurious, and it doesn't have to be get it over with because I don't think I'm that physically strong as a man, but I got to make it look like I am. So I got to do it too hard to prove I'm still manly, toxic masculinity. And I got to get back to what I think I know best, not really, which is all I can do is pow drive and jackhammer, right? That's how they treat sex. I'm sorry, that's how they mistreat sex. And more importantly, that's how they mistreat women. So, I think about the fact that um, you don't have to be a sexual get-with. If you're not really into a body part as much as the people around you are, sexually and sensually, it's okay. You don't have to feel peer pressure into, oh yeah, I really like glutes, but... You're not really into it when it comes to sex. It's it's evident in the porn sex she was having. Or maybe you like it differently. When some people say, I like 
glutes. I say glutes because I want to show women that I can, your body parts can be talked about respectfully. It's not always talked about in the name of obscenity. So I say glutes to, to show that I can tell the truth in a poetic way, but everybody knows what I'm really saying and women feel respected. So some people liking glutes may mean, okay, you lick and that's it. Or, okay, I may lick and rub or I just rub or I may grab in a way that makes a woman feel respected. Or I may caress it. Or I may poke it in a way that a woman feels respected. Or I may lightly pinch or behold or just lay my hands on, right? There's more than one way to like a body part. Some people lightly put their teeth on it. And some people eat it out. Or should I say analingus for women to be respected? Sorry, ladies. And some people, they oil it. They erotic massage it. They... may bump and grind on it in a way that a woman feels respected so not every guy is the I'm I'm trying my best not to be heteronormative because mainstream porn is mostly heteronormative I'm pretty sure the rest of this does apply to LGBTQI plus non-binary intercourse and it does but I'm addressing heteronormative people when I talk about this. I'm not excluding anybody. But not, and I'm going to say this to the guys who are hypermasculine. Not every guy likes a woman's glutes the same way. Some people may do it, some people may show it one way. A uh, couple of ways, some of the ways, most of the ways, and all the ways. Not every guy is comfortable, is comfortable doing all the above when it comes to um, expressing a healthy affinity for a woman's glutes. And that's okay. And it's up to you to decide. It's up to you and the woman. The woman now got got it. The woman has to belong. So it's up to the sexual partners involved to say, okay, let's, are you open to all the above or one or a couple or some or most or all in terms of all the ways to express physical attractiveness to a woman's glutes. You got to do more than just look. So, and you decide, okay, how many times do we look? Do we even look? How many times do we grab, behold, squeeze, Smack, um, feel, caress, rub, pinch, bite, smell, lick, eat out, um, palm it, um, to be respect, I'm respecting the ladies here, and, you know, like I said, just lay your hand on it, erotic massage it, or um, oil it, or whipped cream it, or put syrup on it, or put ice cream on it. I mean, you gotta decide how often you wanna do these things in all sex positions, some sex positions, couple of sex positions, most sex positions, or just one sex position. And you gotta do this, and you gotta think about do we do all this in one act? Two, a uh, couple of acts, some of the acts, most of the acts, and a few of the acts, and all the acts. That's how you gotta think about these things. And then, um, when you get down to the point of the meat of all of this, right? 
So, um, I feel this. It's, it's, and everything I'm saying applies to women's chest region and women's vaginal regions. Everything I'm, I just said applies to all the, all the chest and her vaginal region and chest region too. So I think that that, that's not thought about with guys. They feel like I have to do what I'm pressured to do sexually. If that's not your thing, you can openly admit it. And if they clown you for it, remove those toxic dudes from your life. And, And this all happens to women because, it happens to women too, because a person may like penis but not every woman likes penis the same way right some women okay penetration and that's it with it or some women go I just like it in my mouth and that's it and some women go in my mouth and just in my vagina and that's it some women go in my mouth in my vagina and in my rectum some women go all the above plus between my breasts. And some women go all the above and he's got to ejaculate on my face. Some go all the above and he has to ejaculate on my breasts. Some go all the above and he has to ejaculate all over my thighs and my legs. Some go all the above I don't mind him ejaculating in my hair. Every woman is different. Some women go all the above and he has to ejaculate on my back. All the above and he has to ejaculate on my gluteus maximus. Some women go, okay, I like to use hands on his penis as I oral sex him. Some go, I'm no hands with it. Some go, I'm, I, I do both. I do no hands and I do hands. Some go, me and the guy discuss how he wants it done and how I want it done. And some women go, the man tells me what to do and I just proceed. Or some guys go, well, it's the woman's decision if she wants to use hands and no hands, I'll let her take the lead on that. Or sometimes there's a there's a, a give and go on that. Okay, um, I tell her no hands. And then other times she tells me hands. So it's the same way. And some people slurp it and suck it differently. Like some put it between their jaws. Some just straight through. Some... Um, swing it in their mouth like it goes from side to side in their mouth tongue and teeth area gum line and you know where the wisdom teeth are um, even where the baby teeth are and um, some suck it slow some suck it fast some suck it medium. And the same thing goes for when a woman is being um, performed cunnilingus on. Um, I got some women like it where you when you um, go down on them where they want you to just be slow with it. Some are medium. Some are fast. Um, sometimes you know they want you to lick the insides, including the texture and the fabric of the vagina. Sometimes they're like, okay, you got to get my vulva. You got to get my clitoris. Some go just vagina. Some go vagina, clitoris. Some go vagina, vulva, and clitoris. And sometimes the man will use his hands. Sometimes the man will not, depending on what the man and the woman want done. And I also noticed that when it comes to whether it's oral sex on a man or a woman, that they sometimes will even um, 
will make sure not to bite. Because that can cause genital injuries. So people have to think about, don't just give me a command, tell me how you want it done and be fully specific. I'm talking about sexual commands. But let me get back to something I have learned about sex. I'm just a deep thinker. I've learned that when it comes to um, sex, getting back to what I talked about, meaning the vagueness. Um, Let me explain more on that so nobody's confused. Um, When I think about Sex. Sex should be. Sex should never be vague. Sex should never be not clearly expressed, not indefinite, not unintelligible, not superficial, not obscure, not clearly understood, not uncertain, not undetermined, not unsure, not doubtful, not dubious not questionable, not misunderstood, not enigmatic, not puzzling, not nebulous, not inexplicable, not unsettled, not bewildering, not perplexing, not problematic. It should be certain, 100%. It should be sure, 100%. It should be positive, 100%. It should never be not clearly visible, not dim, not dark. I'm talking about the heart. It should never be hazy. Sex should never contain confusion. Sex should never contain ambiguity. Difficulty. Without clear outlines and incapable of being under- and incapable of being determined. That should never happen when it comes to sex. Sex should never be evasive unpredictable, illegal, eccentric in all the bad ways, um, unreliable, shift list, S-H-I-F-T-L-E-S-S. Sex should never be foggy. Sex should never be cloudy. Sex should never be unclear. And sex should never be mistily operated um those are all important to me and all these things are true when it comes to verbiage and non-verbal body language so if you're gonna have somebody do what you want sexually physically in terms of making them do a sex acquisition i'm not talking about sex crime i'm talking about um enthusiastic consent here then that should be clearly articulated. And you can clearly articulate these things when it comes to your words and your actions, your sexual words, sexual actions, your sexual commands, your sexual questions, your sexual comments, your sexual compliments should all be clearly articulated compassionately. And there should be no room for... bewilderment when it comes to sex so that's what I've learned for example do this I want you to do this this much in this many acts in this many positions and that's the way it should be uh, done because a lot of times many people feel as if they, 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 they suffer from confusion of the worst kind where you do things sexually but you don't know why you say things sexually, but you don't know why. You feel things sexually, but you don't know why. You think things sexually, but you don't know why. And so also, I want to make this also clear, because a lot of people fail to take this seriously. Um when it comes to sex. Make sure whoever you're having sex with is 
not sexually ignorant, not sexually unaware, not sexually unconscious of, not sexually uninformed, not sexually unknowing, not sexually uninitiated, not sexually inexperienced, not sexually unwitting, not sexually unmindful, not sexually disregardful, not sexually misinformed, not sexually unsuspecting, not sexually unaware of, not sexually unmindful of, not sexually mindless, not sexually witless, not sexually not con... I'm slow down. Make sure you have your... Make sure you have your... Whoever you're having sex with is not sexually mindless, not sexually witless, not sexually conversant with, not sexually unintelligent, not sexually obtuse, not sexually thick-brained, not sexually dense, not sexually unscientific, um... Okay, let me get back to something. When I say not conversing with, make sure that they you, you they are capable of being sexually conversant with. There's a better way to put it. Make sure the person you're not make sure the person that you are sleeping with. Correction. Make sure the person you are sleeping with is not sexually unscientific, not sexually bird brain, not sexually lowbrow, not sexually sappy in a bad way, not sexually green in a bad way, not sexually dull in a bad way, not sexually shallow in a bad way, not sexually stupid. Um, make sure the person that you, and people that you're sleeping with are sexually intelligent, sexually alert, and sexually aware. Make sure the person and or people that you're sleeping with are not sexually untrained, not sexually illiterate, not porn illiterate, not erotica illiterate, uh, not sexually uneducated, not sexually unlettered, not sexually untaught, not sexually uninstructed, not sexually uncultivated, not sexually unenlightened, not sexually untutored, not sexually unschooled, not sexually unread, not sexually benighted, not sexually shallow, not se- not sexually superficial in all the bad ways, not sexually gross in all the bad ways, not sexually coarse in all the bad ways, not sexually vulgar in all the bad ways, not sexually crude in all the bad ways, not sexually knowing nothing in all the bad ways, not sexually misguided in all the bad ways, not sexually just beginning in all the bad ways. That's different from virgins. I'm talking about people who have no sexual wisdom, no sexual clarity, no sexual discernment. That's what I mean. It is, virginity is beautiful. I know it's an abusive social construct, but for people who never have sex, it's beautiful, okay? Make sure that, the, you know, not sex, make sure the one or and or ones you're sleeping with are not sexually unbriefed, not sexually naive, not sexually um, apprentice in a bad way. Make sure whomever you're sleeping with are well sexually learned, well sexually cognizant, well sexually tutored. Because just because you've never had sex, it doesn't mean you can't be a sexually wise person. And just because you're not monogamous, it doesn't mean you're not a sexually wise person. And just because you're not non-monogamous, doesn't mean that you can't be a sexually wise person. Um, I've learned that a lot of the mainstream porn, their sex tends to be hysterical, convulsed, uncontrolled, raving, delirious, unnerved, neurotic, Uh, A rabid, emotionally disordered, distracted, fuming, distraught, unrestrained, uh, possessed like zombies, fanatical, um, irrepressible, convulsive, carried away, seething, beside oneself, rampant, out of one's wit, mad, uncontrollable, agitated, raging, frenzied, spasmodic, confused, (coughs) tempestuous. Excuse me. <coughs> All their hysterical sex made me allergically cough. 
But I've learned that the sex they have in mainstream porn tends to be rampant, out of one's wit, mad, uncontrollable, agitated, raging, frenzied, spasmodic, confused, tempestuous, maddened, crazy, impetuous, crazed, furious, violent, impassioned, panic-stricken, nervous, vehement, overwrought, fiery in a bad way, passionate in a bad way, jittery, wild-eyed on a crying jag, angry, um... The, it's it's feigned excitement and it's truly troubled um, and it's emotional from a cat fight dog fight standpoint and I've also learned when it comes to sex I refuse to sleep with sexual hypocrites, sexual pretenders, sexual frauds, sexual fakers, sexual deceivers, sexual charlatans, sexual bigots, sexual quacks, sexual Pharisees, sexual shams, sexual actors, sexual actresses, sexual cheats, sexual tricksters, sexual con men, sexual con women, sexual malingerers, sexual humbugs, sexual imposters, sexual swindlers, sexual rascal, sexual traitor, sexual wolves in sheep's clothing, sexual masqueraders, sexual four-flushers, sexual two-timers, sexual turncoats, sexual sexual two-face, and sexual fakes. You know, um, they are the bad type of sexual informers, and I don't sleep with them either. And when it comes to sex, I am sensitive to people being sexually hurt. I am sensitive to the reality of to cause sexual pain. I'm sensitive to sexual cramps, sexual squeeze, sexual cut, sexual bruises, sexual tears, sexual torment. Sexual flicks, sexual kicks, sexual punctures, sexual do violence to, sexual slaps, in a the bad type, sexual abuse, sexual flogs in a bad type, not BDSM, sexual whips in a bad way, not BDSM, sexual torture, sexual gnaw, sexual stab, sexual pierce, sexual maul, sexual cut up, sexual harm, sexual injure, sexual wound, sexual lacerate. Sexual sting, sexual bite in a bad way, sexual inflict pain, sexual burn in a bad way, to sexually crucify, to sexually tweak, to sexually thrash, sexually punch, sexually pinch, sexually spank, sexually punish. I'm talking about the bad types, not the role play types. Uh, sexual trout, sexual score, sexual last, sexual cane, sexual switch, sexual workover, sexual wallop, sexual slug. I'm sensitive to all these things when it comes to sex. And outside of sex, too. Because it can be sexually aching, sexually throbbing, sexually maltreating, sexually spoiling. Those things can really, really hurt. Um, I've learned that... I've learned to be sexually humane sexually benevolent, sexually sympathetic, sexually understanding, sexually pitting in a good way, sexually compassionate, sexually kind-hearted, sexually human, sexually fully human, sexually tender-hearted, sexually forgiving, sexually gracious, sexually charitable, sexually gentle, sexually tender, sexually friendly, sexually generous, sexually lenient in all the good ways, sexually tolerant in all the good ways, Sexually democratic, sexually good-natured, sexually liberal, sexually open-minded, sexually broad-minded, sexually altruistic, sexually philanthropic, uh, sexually helpful, sexually magnanimous, sexually amiable, sexually genial, sexually cordial, sexually unselfish, sexually warm-hearted, sexually big-hearted, sexually soft-hearted, sexually good, sexually kind. And sexually neighborly. Sexual 
compassionate love, sexual sacrificial love, and sac and sexual um, sexual unconditional love too. So obviously, there's more than I'm learning. I've learned to never sexually disgrace, sexually debase, sexually shame, sexually degrade, sexually abase, sexually dishonor, sexually disparage, sexually discredit, sexually deride, sexually disregard, sexually strip of honor, sexually dismiss from favor, sexually disrespect, sexually mock, sexually humble, sexually reduce, sexually put to shame, sexually tarnish, sexually stain, sexually blot, sexually sully, sexually taint, sexually defile, sexually stigmatize, sexually brand, sexually tar and feather, sexually put down, sexually snub, sexually derogate, sexually belittle, sexually take down a peg, sexually humiliate, sexually ridicule, sexual slander. I've learned to never do those things. I've learned when it comes to sex to never do verbal damage, verbal ruin, verbal wreck, verbal tarnish, verbal burn, verbal scorch, verbal dirty, verbal rot, verbal smash, verbal bleach, verbal drench, verbal batter, verbal discolor, verbal mutilate, verbal scratch, verbal smudge, verbal crack, verbal bang up, verbal abuse, verbal maltreat, verbal mar, verbal deface, verbal disfigure, um, verbal mangle, verbal contaminate, verbal crumple, verbal dismantle, verbal cheapen, verbal blight, verbal disintegrate, verbal pollute, verbal ravage, verbal sap, verbal stain, verbal tear, verbal undermine, verbal gnaw, verbal corrode, verbal break, verbal split, verbal stab, verbal pierce, verbal lacerate, verbal cripple, verbal rust, verbal warp, verbal maim, verbal wound, verbal taint, verbal despoil, verbal incapacitate, verbal pervert, verbal bruise, verbal spoil, verbal wear away, verbal defile, verbal wrong, verbal corrupt, verbal break, and verbal destroy. When it comes to sex, I've learned to never engage in nonverbal cruelty, nonverbal brutality, nonverbal barbarity, nonverbal sadism, nonverbal inhumanity, nonverbal barbarism, nonverbal mercilessness, nonverbal wickedness, nonverbal coarseness, nonverbal ruthlessness, nonverbal severity, nonverbal malice, nonverbal rancor, nonverbal venom, nonverbal coldness, nonverbal unfeelingness, nonverbal insensibility, nonverbal indifference, nonverbal fierceness, nonverbal bestiality, nonverbal ferocity, nonverbal savagery, nonverbal grimness, nonverbal monstrousness, nonverbal inflexibility, nonverbal fiendishness, nonverbal hardness of heart, nonverbal bloodthirstiness, nonverbal torture, nonverbal relentlessness, nonverbal persecution, nonverbal harshness, nonverbal heartlessness, nonverbal atrocities, nonverbal evils, and nonverbal tyrannies. And this is things that are very important to me. Um, And these are all true even in um, LGBTQI plus and non-binary sexual relationships. Let's not make non-binary people and LGBTQI plus people all about sex. I strongly agree with that. So, I've learned when it comes to sex to never be careless, never be remiss, and um, never be unguarded, never be incautious, never be forgetful, never be unthinking, never be unobservant, never be reckless, never be unheeding, never be indiscreet, never be inadvertent, never be unconcerned, never be wasteful, never be regardless, never be imprudent, never be unconsidered, never be hasty. Never be inconsiderable, never be heedless, never be mindless, never be untroubled, never be negligent, never be neglectful, never be thoughtless, never be indifferent, never be 
casual in a bad way. Casual sex is good. I'm talking about treating a person as disposability rubbish. Never do that. Never be oblivious. Never be absent-minded. Never be listless. Never be abstracted. Never be nonchalant. Never be blasé. Never be undiscerning. Never be offhand. Never be slack. Never be blundering. Never be rash. Never be loose in all the bad way. No diss on non-monogamous sex. I'm talking about treating sex as if you're putting a dog on a leash. I'm not talking about rope. I'm talking about treating people as if you treat them like a dog on a leash and you let the dog go and they just bite everybody. No. Don't be that type of loose when it comes to sex. And I've learned don't be remiss and don't be lax when it comes to sex either. Um, um, I'll finish the sex part with this. When it comes to sex, I've learned sexual care, sexual careful conduct, sexual heat, sexual concern, sexual caution, sexual consideration, sexual regard, sexual thoughtfulness, sexual forethought, sexual attention, sexual precaution, sexual wariness, sexual vigilance, sexual watchfulness, sexual watching, sexual diligence, sexual nicety, sexual, um, you know, going to great pains, not painfully to um, care about, to, so again, sexual care. I've learned uh, healthy sexual application, sexual conscientiousness, sexual thought, sexual good sexual discrimination, meaning that discernment. I'm not talking about the usual type of discrimination. Sexual exactness, sexual exactitude, sexual watch, sexual concentration, sexual attention, sexual prudence. And those are what matters to me um, sexually. Now I'm going to talk to you about have overcome organized crime and how moving forward from it. So I want to make it clear that um, I am so glad that my story can bring down organized crime. I don't live in fear of any organized crime figure because it is their job to live in fear instead of me. It is their job to worry about hecklers instead of me. It is their job to live their lives in hiding instead of me. It is their job to be afraid of those protecting me instead of me. It is their job to be afraid of law enforcement uh, looking out for me instead of me. And it is their job to worry about being exposed instead of me. So when it comes to organized crime, I also want to say that I want to eradicate it everywhere, not just in North America, because no one should grow up feeling like they have to break laws as outlaws to feel like they are mighty and powerful. I don't think any that should occur in my view. I really, really, really think that should never happen. And I also want to make it clear that honestly, um, I want to teach kids that And this is so important to me. I want to teach kids that it is okay to have, to live by healthy laws, healthy constitutions, healthy legislations, healthy codes, healthy charters, healthy jurisprudence, healthy rules, healthy regulations, healthy principles, healthy conventions, healthy directions, healthy instructions, healthy guidelines, healthy practices, healthy facts, healthy verity, healthy certainty, healthy certitude, healthy principles. It's okay to live by the sensible version of the system of rules which a particular country or community recognizes as regulating the actions of its members and why it may enforce by the imposition of penalties, a, a, a rule defining correct procedure behavior in a sport, 
a statement of fact deduced from an observation to the effect that a particular natural or scientific phenomenon always occurs if certain conditions are present. It is okay for young people to healthily police each other. It's okay for adults to healthily police kids. It's okay for kids to healthily police adults. It's okay for adults and kids to healthily police each other. It's okay for adults and adults to healthily police one another. And those are my thoughts on the organized crime part. Now, in terms of religion, I have learned that God is the ultimate contradictions because God is not a God of absolutes. Um, God is multi-layered. God is more than one side to God. Um, I've learned to relax in the gray areas. I have learned to live in un- to live in uncertainty peacefully and I have learned that we're all human contradictions that does not excuse hypocrisy though and it is okay to be imperfect as long as you are not a phony and I have learned that Jesus is the ultimate controversy and um, I have learned that the concept of God cannot be contained in any canonical literature the divine cannot be caged in any anthology. And I've learned that the biggest gray area in life is God.